Hi, I'm Pamela Cook, host and producer of the Rights for Women podcast. And I'm Claudine Tanellis from Talking Aussie Books. We've joined forces to bring you a series of exciting interviews from the recent Romance Writers of Australia conference in Fremantle. Chatting with authors whose work ranges from historical and contemporary fiction, crime and rural romance, rom-coms and domestic thrillers. We wanted to know what being part of an organisation like the RWA meant to each of them. And the impact it had on their respective journeys to publication. We had a blast chatting to these brilliant women and can't wait to share the results. So tune in to Rights for Women and Talking Aussie Books over the next eight weeks for these fabulous episodes. Happy listening. So I'm thrilled to be here in Fremantle to attend the much-awaited 2022 RWA conference. And here in the Talking Aussie Books Rights for Women RWA Green Room is the prolific Pamela Freeman, a.k.a. Pamela Hart, the inimitable Rachel Johns, rural fiction writer extraordinaire, and Megan Mayfair, Amazon best-selling indie author. Welcome to you, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. It's so great to have you. I'm so happy to see you all in real life once more. We were talking about this just before we started recording, but it has been a long time, hasn't it? It has been a very long time. Yeah, it's, it's lovely to be able to see people you know in real life. But it doesn't feel that long, though. Like, when I feel people... No, I've just been, like, straight away back into... Oh, like, sure. Claudine and I had dinner in Sydney in 2019. That's right. That's November. I feel like that was, like, yesterday. It does. <laughs> like, in a way, in you, feel, yeah. you feel like a lot of time has passed and a lot of stuff has happened yeah. in three years. But at the same time, when you see one the another again, yeah. you're, just back, into and you're back into the relationship. I, I have found that to be true of the romance writing community mm. generally. Yes. yes. You know, um, we're all coming off the same base, in a sense, and yes. so we, we click back in very quickly. That's true. Yeah. yeah. How excited are you to be here, Megan? Yeah, oh, look, it's, it's, it's lovely. For anyone in all of Australia, but particularly in Melbourne, it's been a, been a tough mm, couple of years. Really so it's so time. nice to be able to be here, the sun is shining, and, and seeing people and catching up. It's really lovely. RWA is a very special um, community, and yeah. I've made some amazing friends from these conferences. So it's lovely to be back and catch up and, and meet a whole range of new people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well I couldn't agree with you more. Rach, tell me about this year's conference, because you're on the organising committee for the, for this year's conference, aren't you? Yes, I am. What do you want to know? Well, just, <laughs> just tell me about the experience of being on the committee and, yeah. and how hard is it to get something as big as this organised and how anxious are you feeling at the moment? I'm, I think I'm so tired now already that I'm, I'm not feeling that anxious. Things have been going well today, but I think the key, like, I, I love RWA, like Megan said. Like, I've been a member since 2006, I think, and this is my second conference committee. To be honest, this one, I still, maybe it's because it's my second time, but it's felt a lot... Like we've had a great, we've got a really great team that gels mm-hmm. together really well. And um, the conference convener, Danny McLean, who um, is an indie author as well, so check her books out. She ha- is just fabulous. And so, yeah, it's been so far, touch wood, just really enjoyable. I've been to so many great conferences yeah. and the desire to give other people that wonderful experience, especially new people, he said, you want them to realise how wonderful IWA can be. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been fantastic. It was exciting being on the committee to choose speakers and presenters this year we have a very diverse in some ways committee and uh, we've got everyone from aspiring authors to emerging traditional we've got people who are indie people who are hybrid and people who are traditionally published and so our real big key was to make sure there was which is very hard to mm. do but to make sure there was something for all those people so that all members kind of stay in the organisation because they feel that they're valued and that they also can get stuff out of it. Yeah, Yeah. and they're seen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pamela, how long have you been a member of RWA? Adelaide was my first conference, so that's, I don't know, like six (laughs) years ago or something like that. Um, I came to Romance Running late. In fact, I didn't 
even really understand that I was writing romance until I got shortlisted for a ruby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a great way to find yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my publishers had said, why don't you, you know, put it in? I thought, oh, sure, okay. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so that was The War Bride, and, uh, which is a World War, just after World War I, it said, it said in 1920. And I kind of went, oh, okay. And I went to the conference um, and, as Megan was saying, made such great friends. Uh, and, I mean, RWA is an army. Mm-hmm. And I write in seven different genres. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and there is nothing like it in the other genres. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. I mean, you have Sisters in Crime, which is great, but it doesn't have the numbers. Yeah. And, you know, children's writing organisations are terrific also, like Squibby, but the RWA, it's like, this is what you get when you get really experienced women organising. <laughs> I remember the same, like, because I tried to write for years and years and I found RWA 10 years, I think, after I started writing. And I'd been, because I did a writing degree at uni, worst mistake of my life. Actually, I've made probably lots of mistakes, but, you know. <laughs> but I then, you know, was in a lot of literary. And another thing is that the, the organisations were never as professional that I'd, like, mm-hmm. groomed. And then I came to RWA and it was like, wow, as you said, and that's maybe the key. There's a bunch, mostly women, mm-hmm. organising. The other thing is the attitude, mm-hmm. yes. which is... And this is only possible in a way because romance is such an enormous yes. genre. Yeah. The attitude is we will encourage people as much as possible to yes, come in, you know. And so it's all about building up. Yeah. And less uh, about competition. No, competi- like no sense like, of competition. You know, I always got the, in other writing arenas that I was in previously, it was almost like, well, if you get published, then I won't. Yeah, no, I'm not. So it's yeah, like, and get, that's maybe true. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. As you, you said, know. romance readers are so voracious yeah. and they mm. like all different types of romance. Mm, that's right. And, you know, I think Julia Quinn actually was, you know, Bridgerton, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She came to the very last Fremantle conference and I remember something she said, you know, I think you take away at least, you know, yeah. sometimes one yeah. or two really key yeah. things from each conference. And she said to me that you can never hurt your own career by lifting someone else's because oh, people so need true. to write, read, you know, you know, say you're writing, I don't know, sci-fi romance, you actually want them to read other sci-fi romance because you can't write as you know in mm. reading yeah. in romance readers they're so voracious that you can't write that many books to keep one person no. happy no, but you don't no. want them to suddenly start watching Netflix you know yeah. Yeah. or go into <laughs> biographies or something you want to keep them yeah. in your genre yeah. in a way like yeah. So. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right yeah. that's absolutely right at the most basic level you want your book to come into the people who bought this also yeah. Yeah, and also, you can only true. hurt your career by doing like something yourself by the writing books that nobody likes, which is hard because I think everyone has, mm. you know, some mm. readers, or you know, saying something damaging or doing you know, being a horrible, you know, you're not going to ruin your career or you're, you're not going to get success and because you've helped someone else. It's yeah. also interesting because I think that's what networking is really yeah. about, and I think certainly when I was in my 20s and people oh you have to network I said oh god that sounds awful you know I mean most writers are introverts right and we don't like going out and talking to people mostly you know I mean a lot of the people who come for this this weekend conference will go home not talk to anybody for three weeks they need to recover recharge (laughs) but when I realized that networking is actually about helping people it's about putting this person in touch with that person's yeah. for their mutual benefit mm-hmm. and that really what you want to be is a node in network theory mm. terms you want to be in a network node that pulls people together that's what I started enjoying doing it yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah and I think that um, so often people go 
oh, I have to push my book. No. Yeah. It's much better and to push somebody else's. And that's for a lot of people, like, you know. Yeah. For, for the person's being pushed at as yeah, well as the yeah, person yeah. pushing. Yeah. But, you know, to say, oh, well, I'll help this person um, instead of pushing my book, I think is a much better mm. approach. Yeah. I absolutely love this organisation and I love the fact that so many women mm. basically come together to lift mm. each other up yes. in, in this time. So it's just wonderful. Now, Megan, you've had a very busy year. You've put out so many books this year. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep up with how many books you've put out this year. Can you t- tell me or explain whether RWA has had an effect on your writing? Oh, definitely. One of the earliest pieces of advice I got um, from somebody in in publishing was to join RWA. Mm. They said they have a fabulous conference. These women work hard and party hard. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that sounds awesome. Where do I, where do I sign up for that? And it, it was a really big step for me because at that point I was scribbling away at something. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea about a whole range of different aspects of craft. I needed some guidance. RWA gave me a lot of that guidance. Mm. The conference, the workshops, um, the people to be able to look at and watch and watch their career, watch what they were doing. Also a really supportive group of friends. Mm. There was four women in particular who I met at my first conference in Brisbane. Uh, and we are great friends. We critique each other's work. We support each other. You can bounce questions. Yeah. When you've got a plot problem, you can message each other. So giving me that network um, was really important, as well as those other tools, and also opening my eyes up to a lot about publishing. I didn't really know much about publishing. Yeah. And I think I thought, well, you, you have to get an agent, and then you get a deal. And that's the only way to do it. Where now we realise there's a whole, whole range of ways, so ways, ways to do it. Probably yes. once upon a time, that was Absolutely. pretty much the way. But now we'll be lucky that there's a million different mm. you know, yeah, yeah. options. Absolutely. And you don't ever have, like, one door might close. But, that's you right. know, it's all about your mindset. And if you go, like, I know plenty of people who, you know, like, had to change their names or change yeah. genres or something yeah. for various reasons. And you know, you just it's like you either give up or now. you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah thriving. That's right. Thriving. Closed door is actually mm. a redirection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that the collaboration opportunities. I, mm. I know so many, and I know mm. uh, Pamela's been involved in some yeah. anthologies yeah, yeah. that. People, I mean, RWA run their own anthologies, which mm. is part of a competition and a wonderful way for I, anyone to I really to learn. like the fact that the established authors are excluded from some of those yeah. uh, those competitions. I think that's really good. Yeah, well, so RWA has both um, aspiring yes. contests yeah. and established. Yeah. Mm. I think the little gems anyone can um, yeah. enter, because I do know, yeah. Uh, ever since I first, the Little Gems is a short story anthology, mm. ever since I first joined, I I, don't, I can't write short, to say yeah. that's what. We were listening to a workshop this morning and Becca Simon was talking about New Year's resolutions, who makes them or whatever. I just, I didn't think I did. But then I remember every year I've been saying, one day I'm going to get into the Little Gems contest. But I'm also now a bit embarrassed now because what if I didn't get in? Like, <laughs> well, you see, that's the thing now. You're so well known. And then, yeah, to try your hand at something else. And, and they'll be like, that's terrible. But exactly. But, you know, these novellas, I'm falling yeah. in love with novellas. Novellas. Oh, I How love fun them. novellas. Oh, they are so great. I've written like six in the last couple, year and a half. Yeah. Love it. Um, it's not all romance. Uh, urban fantasy as well um, but I there's something about that kind of length of 20 25,000 words where it 
it's technically a quarter of a novel, mm. but it's much less than a quarter of the work yeah. of a novel. You know, there's no subplots, you don't need a huge cast of characters, no, no, no. it's just story, it's kind mm. of pure story. And I have absolutely fallen in love with writing them. Um, They're so fun, and the opportunities to collaborate with other people, oh, it's yeah. just its just brilliant. Yeah. Shout out way. here for Ebony McKenna. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Ebony Oaten, um, because she's just such a fantastic uh, organiser and editor for all of this. Brilliant. Um, that's why I started writing Regency. She talked me into it. I mean, I'd been reading it my whole life. I was a big Haya fan, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but um, she said, I'll come into this anthology. And I thought, oh, okay. So I wrote the, was the 12 Rogues of Christmas mm. anthology and I wrote the 11 Pipers Piping story. Yeah, cool. And then Escape picked that up once the anthology was over and, you know, suddenly I'm a Regency writer. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Another, add another genre. That's yeah. Brilliant. My friend says I should change my Twitter handle to genre slut. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about some interesting aspects of our personality at the moment and our writing, our writing personalities. So Rach, I'm throwing over to you now. What's your most embarrassing or memorable moment as an author? Oh, that's easy. Which, <laughs> as an author, I can easily say that. So um, I it took a long time to get published, as I said, and I was submitting, you know, like to everyone um, in Australia. I think it was around, oh, it was around 2011. Um, and I submitted to Hachette, publisher, and, you know, they sent me a lovely, reject- nice rejection. It was Bernadette Foley, she doesn't mind, at, at the time. And I sent, I thought I was replying, as forwarding her email to a friend of mine, like one of your, like, oh, critique no. people that you met at conference, it was my mind that I met my first conference. I thought I was forwarding her email to, you know, say, hmm, you know, another rejection, blah, blah. But I actually replied instead, and I wrote, I changed the subject line to, we hate Hachette. Oh! fantasy yep. novels and then my history yeah novels. she's lovely she, and yeah, you know she's great she didn't hold against me forever and I still managed to get published I, at the time I remember saying well now we know I'll never get published by <laughs> <laughs> I love that story I wish I had gold stars oh, I, I, I want a gold star <laughs> <laughs> at least you can beat that that's, a, that's a, all right Megan so what's your most embarrassing oh. moment well now because I can't think of that. <laughs> Okay, Pamela, you can tell me your most embarrassing moment. Oddly enough, well, not so much embarrassing, but the thing that I remember the most was when I was a scriptwriter. But it taught me an enormous amount mm-hmm. about writing. I was, a, I was used to be a scriptwriter at ABC Kids, and we were doing a show called For the Juniors, and my producer came in and said, "We've got to lose." Uh, all the scenes, scene listed a whole number of scenes um, because we can't get the outside broadcast van, they need it for the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I went, those are, those are the scenes at the beach. And he went, yep, that's right, we can't get the outside broadcast van, they need it for the cricket. <laughs> and I went, the episode's called At the, at the Beach. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was really slow. You know, yeah. And I went, I know, rewrite it. And uh, I did rewrite it so that the kids couldn't go on holiday and they made a beach in their backyard and, and it was fine. But it taught me about throwing ideas away 
Mm-hmm. And it was actually a bit of the script the second time around. Mm-hmm. You know, with the kids, it was much more about the family yeah. and the interactions mm-hmm. were stronger. And, and so what it taught me was uh, about the freedom of throwing things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also how low the writer is on the... On, on the <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Not, when it comes to the cricket. When I came to be edited in as a, as a uh, fiction writer, the, the, the editor's... Uh, Rosalind Price was my first editor at Alan and Alman and she was so lovely and gentle and have you considered and maybe, oh, oh yeah, sure, what do you want? You know, um, because I was used to having, yeah. Yeah. like, just being told. Yeah. You weren't and precious. I wasn't precious and I think it stood me in good stead. Yeah, mm. yeah. fantastic. Mm. I love that story. Yeah. Okay, God stuff for you too. Megan <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have God Okay, so we did talk a little bit about how fantastic RWA is in terms of supporting aspiring and emerging writers and, and the workshops and the presentations that are done. But perhaps for our listeners, you know, each of you could give a tip in terms of how you develop your skills as a writer because we can always improve, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, writing isn't something that we ever stop learning about. So, Rach, how do you continue to improve your writing? Well, the biggest one, I know it's cliche and I know it's what we all say, is reading. Yeah. Like, I read so much. Yeah. Probably I should read a little bit less lately. Um, <laughs> I do more writing. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm honest, I enjoy reading marginally more than I enjoy writing. So yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people that are like, oh, well, I just, you know. Anyway, um, and but it's amazing, I think, what you can learn. Like, I've learned a lot through Out of the Way listening to people's, you know, other people's process, going to conferences, reading things and other workshops and stuff. I'm a craft book junkie, but I only read, like, mm-hmm. a chapter or so. And then I'm like, okay, I'm bored of this now, even though I like having them all on my shelf. But <laughs> yeah. I think... Um, nice to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I will, you know, I do go to more some more than others but I really think the best thing is just to read as much as you can stuff that you love stuff that I I do watch a lot of um you know what is doing well and make sure I read that whether it's because someone's you know just had great publicity or Mm -hmm. you know like whatever the books that are selling well I like to read them and sort of see why I think that is sometimes I'm like I have no idea and Mm. I think everyone's crazy (laughs) but you know I think it's good to have books I find as well um that it's good to to look at things that you don't like as much and look at things you really Mm -hmm. like aspire to and actually this is not my advice but I recently interviewed Tony Jordan for my online book club Mm. and she said I think this might not have been I don't know if this is her advice or someone she's (laughs) anyone giving her the credit she said that on your desk you should keep one book like you know something that sort of did really really well in the world but you just you didn't gel with it you don't mm. know you know why you, you didn't think it was that great mm. keep that on your desk and then something that you like you know the type of book where you read and you're I'm, why am I even trying yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I just give up because yeah. I'll never be as good as these you know, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. she said you know keep one of those books on your desk and then one where you're like what the I don't know why that's you know mm. been, and then remember that you're always somewhere kind of in between but yeah in short I know it's cliched, but reading has yeah. taught, me, taught me so yeah. much. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. What about you, Megan? I think any opportunity for editing or critique, I mm. use that as a learning mm. opportunity. Mm. So any manuscript that I'm, I'm working on and I receive editing on, for me it's about looking at that those edits and then thinking, okay, why did we need to edit that? Yeah. Why did that mm. need to be refined? Yeah. What has been suggested? Mm. And then kind of taking that away for next time yeah. and looking yeah. at that and thinking yeah. last time... And- 
And yeah. a lot of people think editing is kind of adversarial, yeah. and it's yeah. not. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. you're building your banking of like you know Absolutely. you learn different things with each manuscript, and so yeah, then you sort of hope. Although sometimes I think I'm getting worse, not better. But <laughs> yeah. I think that can be because that's the you have all yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you have so much more in your head. Yeah, yeah. When you first start you know, writing. You know yeah. so it's like oh, this is so fun, and I'm yeah. just enjoying myself. And then you get those critiques and edits yeah. and reviews and stuff, and so you've got this head noise. But yeah. it's useful at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely, that's right. Yeah. Now, Pamela you're also a writing teacher I am and that was actually what I was going to say in answer yes. to that question yeah designing courses for people mm. yeah has first of all I do a lot of craft reading when I'm going yeah. to design a course about say structure or mm. um uh, or romance writing we have one of those um this is the Australian Writers Centre mm -hmm. um but I find that focusing in on characters or scenes or whatever and I read very widely around in craft um, and then distilling all of that, synthesising all of that mm. information and my own experience, obviously, um, really highlights things for me. So one of, one of the things that RWA has given me is a more of awareness of percentages mm. in structure and then writing a structure course kind of figuring out why, why does, why is that important mm. and putting that, yeah, so I learn a lot and from, from critiquing people because you, you know something's yeah. wrong yeah. and then you have to figure out why it's wrong. Because you've got to explain it to them. Because you've got to explain it to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very true. And with, with my students, they're often baby, baby writers. I mean, particularly creative writing stage one is our mm. baby course and these are people who, who literally have never written anything out, yeah. out of they like, just want to, yeah. they're just thinking, Maybe or hmm. the classic. The classic thing is, I used to love writing when I was at high school. Yeah. But there's, you know, but I mm. went to uni. I got married. I had a baby. Yeah, I had yeah, to make yeah. a living. My mum got sick. Whatever yeah. it is, there's mm. always a but. Mm. And they're going in their thirties, their forties, their fifties. In one case, their eighties. Wow. wow. My Great. oldest student's ninety-three. Wow. Oh, that is yeah. so good. That's so cute. Yeah, but they're saying, well, now if I don't do it now, now or never, now or never, <laughs> oh. yeah. And um, so you've got to explain things really simply mm -hmm. because they don't have, they don't know anything. Most of them, like seriously, a lot of them have never heard of the term point of view. When you explain things at that level, you have to understand them really well. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that has taught me so much. Yeah, mm. that's brilliant. Thank you yeah. so much, everyone, for your for your tips in that regard. And we 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 are running out of time, and I don't want to keep you for very long. But I wanted to give you each an opportunity to talk to listeners about your latest release, when we can find it, and where people can find it. So we'll start with you, Pamela. Well, my latest is an A list for death, which is the second of the Poppy McGowan mysteries, and it is a romantic elements book rather than a straight romance because it's a whodunit. It's a mm. murder mystery, and you should be able to get it. Anywhere, I think you can, get it, <laughs> yeah. you can get it here at conference. Available right now. Yeah. And the first one of that, if people don't know, was Digging Up Dirt. Digging Up Dirt. You mm. can read a list without having read Digging Up Dirt, but the romance won't be as much fun for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're interested in the romance side of things, then reading Digging Up Dirt first is a good idea. Brilliant. Rach? You know, is there the last book or the one that's coming out next? <laughs> I'll go what was coming out next because it's a couple of months away and the last one was a year old. Okay. The next book is called The Workwives, and it's about two women who are as different as Schitt's Creek and Downton Abbey, but they work at the same office and they've become really good friends through that. One, Quinn, is addicted to dating apps, whereas Deb, a single mum, has sworn off men for life. <laughs> and everything's great between them until one day a new guy comes up to the, turns up at the office, and he is a person who one of them 
had had some good interactions with before and really really likes and the other one hoped they'd never see again so that kind of was the drama about it all yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. fantastic and that's coming out in that's November, November. Yeah. yes the cover's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I'm yeah. very mm. delighted by the cover. It took a long time to get there. <laughs> I see people with January releases and February releases already got covers, but, but you know, sometimes it's worth the wait. I love your covers, Megan. Oh, yeah, Megan, thank you. Yeah. The illustrated covers are quite big at the moment. Yeah, they're they they very are. popular, mm. very popular. Yeah. yeah. So, Megan, tell listeners about your Lemon Tree Bay Lemon Mysteries. Lemon Tree Bay Mysteries, yes. So, Romantic Mysteries, Cozy Mysteries is always a, a body whodunit. <laughs> and the third one, The Perils of Poison. Came out recently. Oh, thank you. It It was very, very good fun to write. Yeah. Mm. They're all terrific. And so we're still in Lemon Bay. We're still in Lemon Tree Bay. We'll be there a little (laughs) bit longer. We leave on a bit of a cliffhanger this time, which I know some people don't love, some people like, some people don't love. I think you can get away with it in the third book. In the third book. But you don't want to do it in the first I have to say that probably when when I get to the end, I go, oh, that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's right, pre-order the next one. Yeah, you've got to have the next one ready. I love it. I've had so much fun chatting with you all today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been lovely to talk. Thank you. That's a wrap, folks. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please drop me a line via my webpage at claudinetonellis.com, via Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Alternatively, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Until next time, happy reading.